Hey folks, Troy Dooley, the Beachside CEO. This is episode 871, and it's it truly is. I feel blessed to have been able to create this many podcasts, this many videos that, that we've been able to put out. So it's going to be an awesome time. But I want to today, because it's tax season, what do you do when your 1099 is incorrect? Or is it incorrect? See, that is where the question is. And so many people really don't understand what is to be reported on a 1099. How do we understand a 1099? And when you're in the when you're in the sales business, whether that's internet marketing, network marketing, influencer marketing, social selling, community-based marketing, I don't care what you call it. If you're getting a 1099 from any type of non-employee compensation, you need to understand the 1099. Now, let me let me say this. You need to, you do need to keep good records because sometimes the 1099s can be incorrect, especially if, if you've got a large sales and marketing team, definitely can be crazy. But what are some of the things that you should know about the 1099? And I want us to go back a little bit. Some of you may never have gotten a 1099 in the past some of you may not have been bankrupt. Some of you may not have short sold real estate, anything like that. So when you get a 1099, you're like, I don't understand this. Some of you have gone out and you've won contests. You've won the uh, publisher sweepstakes or something else. And all of a sudden you got a 1099 and you're like, I didn't know that when I won something, I got a 1099. Well, that's what I want to cover because if you... If you've ever gone through a, a, a situation, let's use 2008, 2009 as an example, where the real estate market exploded. People that had bought houses couldn't sell their houses. They would do a short sale. The bank would find somebody that would say, well, we're not going to buy this house for a million dollars. We'll give you 250000 And all of a sudden, people were getting 1099s for Three quarter, three what would it be about uh, three quarters of a million dollars, and they're saying, well, "How do I pay my taxes on this? I never got this money." No, that was forgiven, but you still got a ten ninety nine for it. When you go fast forward to um, contest, I'll use an example. Page a few years ago entered a contest at uh, Bass Pro, and then right before Christmas, she got the phone call: "You're the grand prize winner." Well, guess what? Come the next year, I get a 1099 for over $5,000 because that was the price, that was the the uh, what he cost of the gifts that she had won. She won a big screen TV. We won a lot of stuff from Bass Pro. We won a trip uh, from Bass Pro. All that's included. So if you're in a sales organization, same thing rings true. Maybe you got a recognition award, a new Apple you got a new uh, iWatch, you got uh, anything, a trip. Okay, if you won that, that's part of compensation according to the IRS. So that's going to be added into your 1099. If you, uh, this is where it gets really tricky. If you're in a startup business and you've had multiple positions, and sometimes when you're, when you're growing a, a sales organization, uh, and this is more true in direct sales than it is in the affiliate side, but you'll go into an, a compensation structure and you'll say, okay, I'm going to build uh, these positions on the left or I'm going to build positions on the right or I'm going to put three positions direct to me, mine, my wife's, my kids, 
mom and dads, my best friend, hoping that you're going to be able to explode this because this company's got this awesome product. And you, you've got all these positions. Well, the odds are you've put in their name, you've put in their address, but it's your credit card or a credit card you control. Could be a debit card prepaid. If, if they're earning commission, you're wanting to get back the money that you've put into that. So you're having that money put into your account. And then all of a sudden people start getting 1099s and they're looking at it saying, I, I never worked for this company. I never sold this company. There's all kinds of things that, that can cause 1099s to be generated. Now, you may have gotten a 1099 and you're looking at it and saying, well, wait a minute. I didn't make that kind of deposit. Let me go back to what I just said a minute ago. You may not have made those deposits, but you may have gotten awards. You may have won trips. You may have gotten cash. A lot of times, companies, when they're doing their conventions, will award, award cash from the stage. And you're thinking, yes, non-taxable. Not true. The company's accounting team is allotting this. They're accounting this. So you get this cash. You go on through the year. You forget about it. May not be a lot of money. It could be a thousand bucks or so. And then all of a sudden you're looking at this and you're auditing your accounting and you're saying, well, this 1099 is wrong. When in fact, it's not wrong. And those are the things that are happening. Now, there's another, another thing that can transpire here that's just the opposite. You're looking at your accounting and you're saying, well, wait a minute, I deposited a half a million dollars in commissions, but on my 1099, it's only showing uh, $250,000 in commissions. Now, that's an extreme difference. Let me, let me get that. But what will happen is sometimes companies will claw back commissions. If you're in Primerica, World Financial Group, any of the large companies, that, that isn't an extreme. They, they have such large volume sometimes in their life insurance and their investments. Commissions can get clawed back if somebody does that. Same thing in the health and wellness or any other side where this will take place is when, when you have received commissions and then if it's on an annual agreement or, or it's been a big purchase and then people decide they don't want that, well, the company will claw back your commissions in, in what you get in the future. But you may look at that and say, well, man, I did make bigger deposits than this. This is why it's so important that every month you download your commission report. You actually show what you have. This is going to be for your accounting. So you want that taken care of. It's also important that you download your commissions report, not try to go off of your bank account in order to have your accounting team or your tax professional help you audit your paperwork. Because what you don't want to do, and, and, and I see this a lot. Right now I'm seeing it I'm seeing it a lot more than I've had in the past where reps are saying, I'm contacting the IRS because this is wrong. I'm contacting the FTC because this is wrong. What you don't want to do is make allegations of improprieties when really you're just ignorant to what's actually on that 1099. Some people think, oh, I should have gotten a 1099 because I made $400. The odds are that's not true. It's probably going to be $600 in commission or you have sold $5,000 worth of a direct sales product. And that also is in there. Sometimes your, your 1099 will be larger because although you've got deferred income, they're actually accounting it for that year, all kinds of stuff. Now, one thing that, that, that does get a little tricky is sometimes companies will send this out and it will say non-statutory employee earnings. 
and it, it's not on the 1099, it's on the report that comes with it. And people go, no, 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 I'm an independent contractor. It's the same thing, okay? In direct sales, it goes back to about 1986, I believe, where real estate and direct sales were able to push through Congress and get the, the tax bill to include that direct sales reps are classified non-statutory employees. I'm going to do a bigger report on this down the road, but this is what gets people confused because you'll see reps leave a company and they'll yell, you can't tell me I can't do this. You can't tell me I can't do that. I'm an independent contractor. Well, the word independent contractor isn't for your benefit. It's for the company's benefit so they don't have to pay you as a W-2 employee. You need to understand that part. I'm trying to see, let's see if I, I missed anything. Some of the stuff uh, cash rewards, uh, payments to a, oh, this is the other one. This is a big thing. If you've been in the middle of a lawsuit where you left a company and you went to a new company and the company sued you and your new company is paying your legal expenses, that's a taxable event to you. That can be added to your 1099 as compensation because they're protecting you in the uh, and they're paying for it. So those are things sometimes people don't realize either. And it's like, what? Wait a minute, that isn't fair. Well, it is fair. You were getting sued and they were taking care of them and you. Uh, I think that's that's pretty much it. You just need to make sure that you understand the rules and regulations. I'm going to put this down in the description. We'll put it over on the post so that you can actually go to the IRS website where it talks about 1099s, talks about the instructions, and you can find out for yourself what is it I need to know as an independent business person. Look, man, you guys are entrepreneurs. We're what you got home business, main street entrepreneurs, side gig. I don't care what you call yourself. If you're a professional, then you need to run your business that way. If you don't know how to do your accounting, find someone that understands the business of an independent contractor, of a sole proprietor, of LLCs, whatever it is that you run under, make sure that you can get someone who can help you so that you don't have this concern. And don't just watch or listen to the propaganda that's out there. I'm, I'm, one thing I'm, I'm watching that just, it's interesting, it's kind of frustrating actually, is that people go out of their way to disparage a company they used to market for. And then other people through confirmation bias say, yeah, I'm with you on this. And, and they get this crowd mentality where they're, where they're all going for the same thing. And then nobody ever actually looks to say, well, what is the facts? What is the truth? What is it I should know? And what you don't want to do is make false allegations to state or federal regulators and then them find out that it's false because that, that they in turn have spent a lot of money. And they can come back, whether it's through a whistleblower or anything else, they can come back and sue you for the money that it costs them to go after the allegations just to find out you didn't know what you were talking about. And we do see that happen sometimes. So please be cautious. Do your due diligence. Don't just run with a crowd mentality and it's going to be better for you, for your business, for your organization. That's the name of the game. Live life like it's an epic adventure. Stay tuned for the next episode. This is Troy Dooley, the Beachside CEO. I'll catch you on the next one.